Welcome to this week's edition of Project Redemption Real Life Stories. And I am super excited to be here this week with another new Redemption Press author, Cindy Saab. Welcome to the podcast this week, Cindy. It's great to have you. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. Yes. Well, we are going to be just uh, chatting about how God has worked in Cindy's life, but we're also going to be talking about her new book, Beyond. It's a seven, six-week Bible study, and uh, Beyond, Finding Strength and Hope Through Unexpected Storms. And don't we all have unexpected storms? So this is going to be good. Let's start our conversation with just, you know, normally I want to know what that dramatic moment is where God just turned your life around. And as we chatted before we started, um, you talked about the slow drip, that that was more your experience of God drawing you to himself. So I would just love to hear what that looked like for you. Sure. Well, I grew up in a Christian home and I became a Christian at a very young age, seven or eight years old, uh, when I prayed with my mom in my bedroom one night, when I just really understood about Christ dying on the cross for me. And I was a good little church girl, but everyone is a sinner and everyone needs a savior. And so throughout my life, I would say there was definitely spiritual markers for, that were growth spurts. For example, uh, going to a Christian camp in Massachusetts, um, go, later on going to Bible school and being on staff at the school, and then following going on the mission field for two years in the, in the bush of Alaska. Wow. So there's different times that you grow exponentially because of different circumstances. Well, I love that. Those are some very specific times in your life. And those are at least for sure, the mission field is one of those times when, boy, the learning to trust God piece comes alive because that's so unpredictable and scary and <laughs> all the things that God loves to show off and show you that he can be trusted. So for you to be in that position of being on the mission field for two years in, of all places, Alaska, which not exactly glamping, is it? No, <laughs> not where I was anyways. It wasn't like being in Alaska or Fairbanks or it is a beautiful state, but I definitely was out in the bush area. In the bush. Different. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, I, you know, I love how unique God is. He doesn't do it the same for everyone. And for you to just, for him to draw you at a young age and then just continue to have moments in your life where he makes himself real, you grow in him, your trust in him grows. I mean, I love, that is just such a sweet progression. Not everybody has to have the horrible, ugly life that only God could redeem. So it's a, I just love to hear all the different ways that God is a creative God and loves to woo us to himself because it's always so different. 
Now I know about you and especially this Bible study that you've written, um, you have written it out of some painful times in your life and to encourage women to really trust God, even in those, as you come out of those times of sometimes trauma, sometimes loss, grieving, whatever it is, how he meets us and gives us hope in as we're walking out of those situations and getting beyond them. So I would love to hear your, I mean, it really sounded like a perfect storm, all of the different aspects that were going on in your life that really created this need to heal and to come to know God in that way of him really redeeming and restoring what was lost. So tell us a little bit about that time in your life. Absolutely. Well, they definitely were three different storms colliding in my life at one time. The first one was the major storm was uh, being divorced after being married for 28 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were married. We had two children, two adult children. And we also worked in business together. And we also had a nonprofit Christian outreach ministry. Every aspect of my life was affected. Everything was shattered. From there, shortly after, my 53-year-old brother had a cancer diagnosis. And he passed away within nine months. This was during COVID. So we really couldn't see him and visit him. So we really couldn't see the progression of his body deteriorating physically. So it was it was quite a shock when we finally were able to meet in the in the backyard on the porch to basically say our goodbyes to him. And so it was just myself, my brother, my sister and her husband. And we sat on the back porch and for an hour we just reminisced about our childhood and we just laughed for a whole hour. And it was it was wonderful. But then it was time to say goodbye. Mm. And my brother asked me to pray and I could barely get out one sentence because we knew that this was going to be the last time that we saw him this side of heaven. So I'm just very grateful for that opportunity. And then the third storm was my mother. Um, she was living in an assisted living home and she was recently diagnosed with uh, dementia. And as that progressed one morning, she wandered from the facility. So then we had to provide night care for her. And we could not afford to pay for night care for seven nights a week. And so me and my sister both stayed with her for a couple of nights, which meant sleeping in the recliner, sleeping but not sleeping, and then getting up and having to go to work the next day. But we were grateful to do it. And then from there, she came to live with us until that was no longer safe. She tried to wander from our home. So all of these things were happening, all three storms devastating in themselves, but then add to it during COVID. So then when we finally had to put my mother in a nursing home, we couldn't visit her. We couldn't mm. visit my brother as he was suffering from cancer. All of this was happening at the same time. And it just was an immense amount of grief. Mm. And when you experience grief, you have to choose to welcome it because you need to process it. Yep. The only way through grief is through. Yep. When all of these things were happening and really colliding together, 
I felt the Lord just speak to my soul and just say, so Cindy, how are you going to process this? How are you going to handle it? Because I, I very much was aware that I could not pick up these pieces. They were too shattered. There was no piece to pick up. Mm-hmm. I could not change the situation. And so I did not have the resources, even though as a leader, I would be the first one in there to have a plan, to come up with a plan, an alternate plan and take control. And none of that was in my vocabulary. All of this was beyond what I could do. And just, I didn't have, emotionally, I didn't have the bandwidth either. I I was healing myself. I, I didn't have what I need physically, emotionally, or spiritually. And so I felt the Lord speak to me and say, how are you going to process this? I'm here waiting. If you want to take a hold of my hand, I will walk you through. I will be with you. Mm-hmm. Now, that didn't mean that the next day everything was wonderful and I had this wonderful brand new life. No, that's not what happened. Yeah. He promised that he would be with me. And he walked me through when some days I could just feel his presence in such a strong way and just amazed at what he was doing and the resources that he sent for me and the people and the phone calls and the cards. And then other days I felt like I didn't hear him at all. Mm. But you need those times because you need time to walk through the grieving process because that is part of the healing. Mm. Again, the only way through is through. Not around or like the other <laughs> direction. There's no shortcuts. There's no. no detours. And so I just I just held on for dear life. Yeah. I just held on for dear life. So did and, you, know, you did you struggle with like wanting him to hurry up and get you through the grief? Well, on the days when I couldn't see what he was doing. Yes, of course you feel like that. Mm. Uh, but one thing that I did was I uh, actually someone gifted me a journal and I was never really a, a journalist. But so what I did is I didn't journal in the normal sense of, of pouring out your soul and, all, and writing out everything that's happening. Instead, I asked the Lord, I helped me to see what he was doing even when I could not see it. Oh, that's a good say that again. Help me to see what you are doing, even when I cannot see what you are doing. Oh, that's good. And some days the the journal entry would be, I just wrote Jesus because I couldn't even pray, but I could cry out his name. Mm. So I've, I've carried that principle to this day. And just I constantly just record what God is doing and and how I feel like he's directing me and the, and the um hope steps that he's given me because you do you feel hopeless right and when you think of life storms my my bible study has an ocean theme because i i thought of life storms everyone can relate relate to what happens a storm out to sea but when you feel hopeless you feel like hopelessness may pound us like the wind and the waves but christ will steady us with hope joy and peace and the scripture verse that he gave me again early on was Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope 
by the power of the Holy Spirit. I mean, there's a lot in that verse. Yeah. First of all, it's not like just wishful thinking, oh, I hope things get better, and I wish this didn't happen, and I wish this would happen. But instead, I could bypass that, and it took time to bypass that, but eventually I could bypass that and say, no, I'm not going to settle for what I wish would happen. I'm going to wait and see what the God of hope has for me, mm. because he says he'll give me joy and peace. Not only will he give it to me, but he's going to fill me with it. And not only is he going to fill me with it, I'm going to be overflowing Whoa. with peace and joy. Mm. And how is that done? By the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm not doing it. I'm not creating. It's nothing I can create. It's by the Holy Spirit. And that's Romans 15, 13. 15, 13. Ooh, that's powerful. And then on times that I needed to be reminded, I just would say to myself, Cindy, put your hope in God. Yeah. Put your putter on. And I, P was for practicing hope daily and just remind myself whether I was having a good day or a worse day to put my hope. How today am I going to put my hope in God? And the U is unleashing a, a determination to hope in God and to be so laser focused on God and his provision for hope. Mm. And T is to turn to God to find our hope. And I found that by clinging to his promises, uh, recalling his faithfulness in the past. Yeah. And that's what I call putting your putter on. You're putting your hope in God. Mm. And that's an action step that we have to take. He's not going to do it for us. We have to put our hope. That's a verb, right? Put, <laughs> put our hope in God. That's so good. Because it's always two-sided. There's always a side that God will do, but there's always what we have to do in obedience. And it's an obedience step that he's yep. calling us to do. I love that. Put your putter on. Is that yeah. how you said it? <laughs> I love that. Oh, so since we're kind of um, talking a little bit about some of what you share in the, in the Bible study and some of the steps that you went through to be able to walk through this perfect storm. And, you know, I just have to say, Christians are not very good at grieving. We, you know, people just say to us, oh, God needed another angel in heaven, or, you know, just have more faith, pray more. They say things that are not helpful. And so I think a lot of times Christians just shut down instead of learning how to grieve in a healthy way. So I love how God has just walked you through this grieving process in a way to process it and to really be able to grow through it instead of trying to avoid it. Well, that was the skill that the, the Lord gave me because I think at one time I was a stuffer that I just didn't want to deal with anything. And so I would just you know, make light of the situation, but there was no making light of any of these three storms. No. It was right in my face. And so uh, the Lord told me that, that I needed to deal with it. Mm, that's so, so good. That's very emotionally healthy mm -hmm. to recognize that. And then if, when we're emotionally healthy, we can be spiritually healthy. That's right. Wow. Okay. So let's just zero in, in these last few minutes on your Bible study beyond 
finding strength and hope through unexpected storms. If there is a like a main message that you can just kind of give us for this six-week study, what, what would you say that is? First of all is choosing to go to God to be your refuge. Mm. Every day we make we have like 20 to 60,000 thoughts come into our, our mind every single day. And we're constantly making decisions without realizing it. But very specifically, when you have a storm, where are you going to go? And so immediately choosing to go to God as mm -hmm. your refuge. The first chapter is finding refuge in the riptides. Because when you have a crisis, that's what you feel like. You feel like you've been knocked down, pulled out to sea, and you're saying, what just happened? And so we need to come to the God of hope and uh, that he will be your refuge in, the, in that season of suffering. And then he will give you hope as you trust in him and he will restore the things that have been taken from you. Now, he's not going to give you back exactly what you right. lost. Right. But I can almost say, it's even more than what you can even imagine. And that's why I titled the book Beyond, because what I have now is so much more deeper and richer than my life was before I went through these storms. Mm. And I just have a, reach, uh, a deeper joy, a deeper peace, mm. a deeper strength, a deeper resilience and determination and just to want to serve the Lord every single day. Mm. So when a reader closes this Bible study, they've gone through the six-week process, what do you want them to walk away with? I want them to walk away with a much deeper relationship with the Lord that they never even knew was possible. Mm. And you will not only survive your storm, I think that's the initial intention, is, oh, just let me get through this. You'll, but you'll not only just survive the storm, you'll thrive and then you'll flourish. Mm. And what he has on the other side for you is just unbelievable. And it's going to be different for every single person because right. each person is so different. But God woos us from the very beginning before we were even born. He, he knows who we are and we, he's created us as a masterpiece. And he follows us throughout our entire life here until we return to glory. But we we thank God for how he has taken care of us and the strength that he's giving us. It's so exciting to see the end results of going beyond surviving to thriving, to live a flourishing, mm. happy life. Mm. Amen. Okay, so if we have some women who have been listening or watching the YouTube channel and want to connect with you on social media or your website, what's the best place for them to do that? My website is my name, cindysaab.com, okay. or Facebook or Instagram, again, Cindy Saab, S-A-A-B, like the car. <laughs> All right. Well, my friend, thank you so much for being with us today. And just Lord bless your continued ministry and I'm just super excited to see what God is going to do through this Bible study in the next who knows how long. And just it's such a timeless topic.
topic. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Cindy. It's been a delight. Thank you. It's been my joy.